This week on Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. That's what we gotta do. When we write the Blink biopic, Travis will be have it be a time traveler with his uh oh, his great. drum playing. I'll be drumming through time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Ryan finally give their thoughts on Blink's newest song, Misery. You think maybe the song just blows its load too early? I think that's it. I yeah, I was fine for it to just continue to blow its load for four minutes. They also go over Mark Hoppus' track breakdowns of the California Deluxe album. John Feldman is not in a situation, and nor is Blink in a situation where they're going to be sitting with in the studio and just like, well, I guess we'll have to do the song <laughs> Take your pants off. Hello and welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. And uh, we were right. We uh, were right. A song came out. <laughs> <laughs> the, literally the day after we recorded. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think we like literally said, like, oh, this song's probably going to drop like a day after as a joke, and it did. Yeah. It happens every time. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, a Blink song came out. <laughs> it definitely did. Uh, it seemed like the the internet at large liked this one. They did. As opposed to the other one. Weird, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was a little surprised about that. Um, so should we just go ahead and get into it? Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean uh, yeah, why not? Just I mean, we're going to, we're gonna, you know, for, uh, for all, everyone listening, we're going to talk about other stuff, obviously. This um, is a podcast about Blink-182. This is a podcast about... <laughs> Uh, Blink 182. In, in, in case you didn't know. Uh, yeah, in case you didn't know. Um, and in case you weren't following, for the lead up of their deluxe edition of California, their most recent album with Alkaline Trio guitarist and singer Matt Skiba. <laughs> recap, recap. <laughs> Previously on Blink 182. <laughs> uh, and now they're doing a deluxe album. It's cool they're doing this. I mean, it's like instead of like holding on to these for the next album, they're just like, well, we had these laying around or yeah. we recorded a bunch of stuff already. Let's put it out with yeah. this. and. We polished some things up uh, and recorded some new songs. Yeah, still one from- of which uh, was "Parking Lot." That was a the the newest song that yes. uh, that they've recorded. Um, still sitting well with you. That's that's sitting great with me. Still getting better. Oh yeah, it's sitting time. great. It's uh, it's definitely awesome. Uh, so this next one is going to be the second song on the track listing for the mm-hmm. deluxe album, and so it's it's called "Misery." Misery. Uh, this is one that I think they said they wrote early on. Um. Yes, I think so. So this, I think, was in those, like, Skiba and um, Blink, or Skiba and Mark, you know, sessions that they ended up not using because they felt like it was too obviously Alkaline Trio mixed with Blink-182, hmm. um, which I feel like They that, said that? Like, where did you see that? Um, that was in, when they talked about working with Feldman, you know, and they were talking about how they did, like, that batch of songs. Mm. Um, they said that they ended up rejecting um I'm not sure where it was I found. I'll have to, like, go back and find out. But I remember they said they rejected them because they ended up feeling like Alkaline Trio meets Blink-182 mm. as opposed to, like, something it's mm. onto itself, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and so, Hey, I'm sorry is one of those songs. Mm. And, um, so it sounded like misery was as well. Yeah. I mean, if I, I didn't see that, but if that makes sense, I yeah. can see that. 
So what did what did you think of uh, what did you think of Misery? <laughs> what are your first like? Well, I guess not first well, impressions. Now we've had a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. I would say initial impressions though. Um, I was probably the only one. Like I was like kind of not necessarily blown away by the song. That's I'd say right away. Um, when I and I was surprised everyone else what seemed to be, or at least the Reddit, because that's what kind of we kind of follow. We kind of float around the Reddit, Blink One Two subreddit, right? And they, everyone was like really stoked, and I was kind of like, ah, yeah. I mean, there's some cool things about it, and because uh, um, I was really blown away by Parking Lot, and everyone yeah. seemed to hate it, so it was just like a weird thing. And yeah, you were like, did you just not like it because the internet likes it? And I was like, no. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> but uh, I, I wasn't really being serious about that. <laughs> but no, I um, I, I having now a week or so to listen to it. Um, there's definitely parts I like, but I, I can get into it. Like of just things I'm just not. Yeah, we nuts we about. definitely are gonna have to because yeah. I I guess I was with the internet on this one. Um, I wasn't with Parking Lot. I'm with you that I thought Parking Lot was amazing. I think it's one of the best songs they've. You know, if you include California, it's one of the best songs there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is another one right up there. Wow. Like, and probably a little bit more so. Like, I think this is, I think this might be my favorite song that Blink has put out since uh, self-titled. That's crazy. I, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Um, at least it's up there. You know, it's in, if I were to make a, a list of, of like top five for like what it'd be the best, it, this would be one of, of them. Yeah. Since they're untitled. Yeah. This would be one of them. Um, wow. That's, that's crazy. I think that this song has what I want a hundred percent from blink in, hmm. in 2017 with Matt Skiba. Wow. Um, so to, to, to get in the meat of the song, I feel like, I feel like we should. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it starts out, uh, you know, the way it kind of, of is built around these verses by Mark that are him at the lower, way lower end of his register than we're used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only times we've really heard him sing like this are uh, Weatherman on the Plus 44 album. Yeah. Um, and maybe I miss you, you know, kind of that vibe. In miss the, you. Or like um, down, 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 down. Yeah. How down. does he sing on uh, Stay Together for the Kids or like, I guess Adam's song is more kind of yelling. wake up. He's a little bit low on that. Yeah, it's a little lower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of that, that part of his register, which is something I like. Me I too. Think it's, I think it's really distinctive and he doesn't do it enough, you know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think. And so it's cool to see him do it. Yeah. Uh, and the lyrics are really good i think like they yeah. they uh you know it's it's an obvious kind of like i you know i don't know if it's you know about tom but it's you know just a song that's clearly about trying to get out of a bad situation and um i think it, it is is really interesting like like w- like one thing i thought I, th- I think is cool is this whole song is built around um misery uh misery loves company um, but then, you know, like, I don't need anyone, which is sort of like implying, uh, you're not miserable. You know, it's like yeah. this, like, it's, it's kind of vague It implies like, maybe you're not miserable or maybe you're just like trying to not be miserable. Um, and going with that theme, the first time Matt comes in, uh, and the, like the second verse, the first thing he says is like in this like high voice is like lay with me like this whole thing of like come with me like all I'm I'm good lay like, with me and yeah I can't see. and I you know the idea of um 
that, you know, he kind of met up with them post this divorce and Blink met up with them post their kind of divorce from Tom and, and, you know, the song about Matt or Mark trying to get out of this like shitty situation and then Matt coming and being like, Hey, I'm also kind of there too. And, and, and then them singing in unison that like, uh, you know, this, this kind of like, I'm not beholden to my circumstances, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I think so. I just feel like it's, it, it seems whether or not it's about that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, I'd like that, that angle of it. If it's almost like Matt saving the I, mark. And all I that. think that's what it's kind of roughly about. I, I will plant my flag in that. I think that is kind of what it's about, but I'm willing to concede it might not be. Um, either way though, I think that the, the fact that you can get that narrative out of the song shows that it did its job of kind of like painting a, a good portrayal of the conflicted emotions about leaving a situation Mm -hmm. and, you know, which is what I think the song is about. Yeah. Yeah. Or being down and trying to get yourself out, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, being stuck like a rat in the so, car around a tree, you know, kind of thing. So at the end of the day, it's a song that's about something. And in the way that I feel like I really related on kind of like um, like lizard brain levels <laughs> to Blink-182 as a teenager, um, you know, to like Enema of the State, it's kind of that for me now as, as someone who's in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It kind of has a... You're right. It... It's awesome to know. See, it's a song about something and not just random shit. You know, yeah. Kind of thing. So, so what were your take on the on the lyrics? Or well, if, if it, you had it, any it's thoughts? it's grown on me. Like, I think right away I was sort of just like, um, with not really knowing the intentions of what the song's about, sort of thing. It kind of yeah. comes off cheesy is not the right word for it just like kind of the the beginning kind of thing like i'm so sad right now <laughs> right my world is going down like it just like that's not the words but just right. kind of well and i think there it's key though that the lyrics are good yeah like if the lyrics were not uh up to the task of of making this not sound too much like a i'm a sad guy <laughs> but i'm rich and 40 you know, like, <laughs> yeah and I think, like, I mean, hearing your take on it, um, it does, it is, like, cool. And I think, I don't think the lyrics are the problem for me, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not just, it's more of, like, almost structure, in a way. That's my kind of issue okay. with this song. Um, it's, uh, well, I, I agree totally. And I, and I love the lyrics, um, at least. I don't necessarily love the way it's sung in some parts. I do like the... Pre um the bridge with Mark oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, Mark Mark Hoppus knows how to write a goddamn bridge. Yeah. If we've learned anything from Blink 3.0, um, between this and Bored to Death, <laughs> I mean, those are some of the best. If if uh, and the uh, Los Angeles bridge, I mean, you even yeah, like yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if someone could make like a. a like mashup a of mashup of just all the Mark bridges, that'd be like the secret best Blink song <laughs> ever. Like that's awesome and um. And I do like his intro kind of thing with the low register. You're right. Um, my kind of thing that just doesn't really click. Uh, I think the song's a little long and gets a little bit repetitive. And it's almost like a, it's like a four and a half minute song or whatever the hell it is. It's, uh, I don't think it's four and a half. All right, it's minutes. four minutes. Four it's minutes, three minutes yeah. and 52 seconds. It is the the longest one on the deluxe by a by a bit. Yeah, I think for where the song isn't it goes in a few different places, but I almost yeah. don't think enough for a four minute song. And what I don't, and this is, and this is just, you know, just something that still kind of bothers me. For some reason, I don't like the transition from the first, 
the first verses with Mark to the first verse with Matt or the pre-chorus into the chorus. Right. Like, I feel like there's something missing. There's like the a part, section. The part that's like, there's a halo in the distance. Um, Salvation's barely yeah. out of reach. Like that. Yeah. Like between like from that end of that to the chorus, I feel like there's like a, like a section of music missing. You, you want there to be something you feel like it's out of place. I just, I mean, it just barely, like I, kind of him coming in and I know like that's sort of a thing like you can picture like Tom kind of coming in like kind of like dramatically and like intensely there kind of thing but yeah. I feel like maybe it's the music there's something there that's missing to me that's like kind of um I could see I could see it being kind of disjointed but for me kind of the the glue that keeps it together and does uh give it for me the the effect of the wrecking ball into the song but then going back into it is travis's drum roll, drum roll right at the end you know yeah it was like uh it was like there's a halo in the distance salvation's barely out of reach yeah and then he goes into it and i feel like that is like the connective tissue that that for me makes it flow well i don't like like think of it like uh comparing compare it to maybe like stay together for the kids and like the transition from like yeah. the verses of the choruses for some reason that just has such a m- more one two punch than this and for some reason there's like a something i just don't really yeah like but i i don't think this. it's going for the same thing cuz i think stay together for the kids was trying to go for this like loud quiet mm-hmm. dynamic that yeah, i don't yeah. think this one necessarily is going for i almost kind of wish that the Maybe that's what it is. I know you're right, but I almost maybe wish that the that you kind of want the, it to be doing that. Either I want to do that, or I want the and courses. that's a Tom thing. Like that is a Tom. Uh, I think an overlooked influence that Tom has that he just like as someone who like plays guitar, you know, can confirm he's clearly influenced by Fugazi. Mm-hmm. And one of their big things is like loud, quiet, loud, quiet. Mm-hmm. And he does it in boxcar racer and he didn't say that for the kids. And it's, it's a trademark of his guitar playing that is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, not a lot of people do it quite like that. And I think that might be something that we're not really just getting true i like thinking of songs like bored to death even like when that had the transition from clean to heavy it didn't have quite the impact Mm -hmm. i guess that the um it wasn't quite as jarring as stay together for the kids i almost like and for me i almost wish it stayed like a low tempo tempo song in a way like the whole time not necessarily the whole time but like i at least that first part like maybe that first chorus like or maybe like the you know torn apart like a broken hearted like maybe that comes in too early for me kind of thing mm-hmm. like i almost uh yeah like think that it feels like that chorus shouldn't be there yet to me i almost feel like there should be like some sort of like different thing happening during that part back maybe to the some verses. kind of like separate musical interlude and then going back into into another Mark's, verse or like the verses like when it goes like you know tied up to so is your stone. is your issue like essentially um is it like with the structure of the song <laughs> I think just like I don't for some reason I can't uh, and I I haven't figured it out yet quite yet, <laughs> but it's really just like that first pre-chorus chorus with Matt, like I not and I don't like not like hate it. It's just like yeah. some reason that right there I feel like shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. and uh and kind of more be more of a build up to that kind of catchy cool kind of chorus that's going yeah. on, um a little more like dynamic maybe a little I more like so. progressive. 
I think so because but because it kind of comes together at the end with like the choruses into like his uh, bridges and stuff. Like there's a point in the song where it kind of clicks with me again. Yeah, and then it, I feel like at the end it gets a little too long. So that it's like almost like those two things. And I don't being like critical about it, but it's just kind of. Like for some reason, just feels disjointed in yeah. a way. But I do agree with you that I like the premise. I like the the ver- the the lyrics are cool too, and there's some cool tones going on. And there's actually points where I think Mark or Mark Matt. It's hard now with the both M names. <laughs> Matt kind of even has like a Tom esque kind of thing with his vocals. And oh yeah, moments, totally. I, like. I mean, this so, is you know going off of Parking Lot. This is the most like I, I feel like. Uh, it, it, as much as parking lot that that Matt is continuing to be like this, find his place and and not abandon what Tom was doing, but kind of like pick up that baton yeah. and and carry it, but doing it in very much his own way. Like you know, and like I miss you when it goes from you have uh, before it gets to like the chorus of the song, you have you know Mark's verses, right, and then there's kind of like a like a musical like a section and then it goes to where are you? Yeah. Like, uh, I guess there is, I miss you. I miss you in there, but yeah. it's like still like subtle, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It's before the what? Don't waste your so time. You think, you think maybe the song just blows its load too early. I think that's it. I think it blows its load too early into that first chorus I, where I'm like, I don't, this I, shouldn't be I here. Totally, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I was fine for it to just continue to blow its load. <laughs> For for four minutes. Yeah, I mean that's all. I think you're right. Like that's. I mean, if can, I can I can I say some things that I think are like really cool about the song. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So going off like Matt kind of being like filling this Tom role and do, taking it on his own. The the main riff in the verse uh, is this kind of quiet. Yeah, it's it's a quiet, uh, clean riff on the guitar. And the high note is the same the entire time, and the lower note descends. And if you know anything about Tom, and you know anything about the way he plays guitar, he's he said like in interviews like one note just stays the same the whole time, but then the root note changes. You know, and it sounds different when the distortion's going, and it's like. But, but the idea that there's a there's a, a descending root note or ascending root note and uh, I've done it and everything I've done I did it and that's my age again and blank we did it and damn it we did it and steady go for kids you know we did it everywhere and we do it in magic. I feel like Matt is kind of like, okay, I'm going to like do an homage to that. And, but also it's going to be really basic. And I don't think Matt is like approaching the multi-million dollar <laughs> job he has with Blink is like lazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I assume that his kind of simplistic thing in this is a little bit of like a respectful nod mm. uh, to allow Mark to kind of like, continue to play the bass in a way that we just haven't heard him play oh, yeah, before. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it, it, the Mark's Mark's bass is now becoming like the driving force of, of Blinken in a way it, it hasn't really been. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and also Travis drumming again is like, <laughs> it's nuts. It's, it's like, it's, well, he is, I don't think he even thinks about it. Like, he, I don't but, think he just, but you know, it's, it's something to not like not take for granted that I think he's like getting better. <laughs> like if you listen to like, seriously, like just listen to the drums of the song and just like, think about what's going on in the song and how any other drummer would play it. Mm-hmm. And like, and then how he plays it. And yeah, like, like those verses, like beats and stuff. Like, I think so this weird. drum, I think this drum track, this 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 drum track by Travis is up there with his best. I mean, it's it's just nuts. I like and, those little uh what would those be? Those um uh what's it like what's it, the little uh wood block like hits with like the echo on it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were thing. great. <laughs> I I just love all like the snare work that was going on, like the kind of like um not jazzy, but you know, like the super it's just good crazy. Roles. Yeah, there's just some. He, he's hitting like way too many things in like a <laughs> short amount of time. Like, yeah, it's like how do you <laughs> like we like we all know that Travis, um, if he ever does die, the way it's gonna happen is he's just gonna be like drumming and just like explode. <laughs> <laughs> His head just. Poof. Pops. Like he hit too many drums. <laughs> he just found the key, like, like found he, the secret. His one of his hand from like reaching one symbol to another is gonna like break the the speed of sound <laughs> and create like a sonic boom that's just gonna like <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like transported back in time. <laughs> Where'd he go? Oh man. Before the election. <laughs> oh man. One man <laughs> drummed way too fast. <laughs> No, that could be that's a movie right there. Travis Barker. Trademark, trademark is Travis Barker. <laughs> uh that's what we gotta do. When we write the blink um biopic, we'll kinda do it goofy. It'll be have kind of cartoony vibes to it, and Travis yeah. will be have it be a time traveler with his uh oh, that's his great. drum playing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> He'll be drumming through time. <laughs> The time signatures are off the charts. <laughs> oh God! Well, uh, yeah. So this song is pretty good. I, I, I no, I've after I when I first heard it, I was still high on parking lot, and um, where I was like high Damn, on the really, song parking lot, not just yeah. high in a parking <laughs> parking lot. And I was just like. Um, and I think is I do like it, and it's growing on me a little bit. And there's parts of it I really like. I Just, don't think that you have you. I don't think that loving the song takes anything away from Parking Lot. <laughs> I think I was just surprised that so many people didn't like Parking Lot, and then they were just like, "This is the this is the yeah." One. And come on, guys, what about Parking Lot? <laughs> it was good too. I'm with you there, though. Like, I think Parking Lot's great. I think this is great. Um, Travis said in interviews that this he thinks the Deluxe might be better than California. I think so far, maybe, because yeah, these, are, these are two of my favorite They're strong. Songs. They're strong tracks. Um, a couple of things that I, I kind of want to mention about the, uh, the track um, before we get into our, our next item on the agenda, um, which is pretty cool, something that we just read today, oh, okay. um, is that... So Matt's guitar playing, I think, you know, the verse is like kind of simple or whatever. I think he does a lot of neat things in the chorus, though, like uh, kind of like Arcade Fire uh, top arpeggios, which Mm -hmm. is an Arcade Fire is like obviously sounds like Blink, but I feel like that is what you say. Arcade Fire sounds like Blink. 
Obviously, this sounds like like the oh, song yeah. sounds like Blink. <laughs> I like said Arcade Fire sounds like Blink. We all know the Arcade Fire sounds like Blink. <laughs> so, I think that this song sounds like Blink with like an Arcade Fire influence. Like interesting the uh, the chorus anyway. Mm. Um, the way it's like so anthemic and has those like high arpeggiated like yeah, yeah. and um, the harmonies are pretty good and they're not. Um, kind of fake processed uh, mm-hmm. blocks of autotune. It's very clearly Matt and Mark. Um, and they're, the effects are, are so laid back in a way that, that, again, is like parking lot, I think, to me. Mm. And in this song, it, it just kind of like highlights how good Matt and Mark sound together, which is a different sound than we've had before and one that I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, they're coming together on both these songs, uh, starting to feel really like they found their places and stuff, because in Board the Death, we everyone didn't really realize when Matt was singing at the first yeah. couple listens. And yeah, that was, that was a whole thing. And now, I mean, there'd be I would be shocked if anyone didn't realize he were, these were two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely are finding, like... And I think it's just because, you know, Skiba now has been playing with them for, you know, two years now, and yeah. it's kind of getting... um. You know, he's figuring out Isn't like that crazy? things it's about been it. Two years, it's nuts. Doesn't it feel like it was just yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems fuck? like it's when, only been a year. What the fuck is Skiba shirts? Yeah, around? right. Who the fuck is Matt Skiba? Who the fuck is now? Everyone knows who the fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. We uh, forgot. We I meant to bring this up too. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about Misery? Uh, no, no, that's good. I mean, you're totally wrong. And it's like one of those... <laughs> I might be wrong. I might be wrong oh, on this uh, one. Oh, uh, here's another thing. In the bridge, there's like a cello. I mean, come on. There's a fucking cello in the bridge. <laughs> it's fucking great. Like, I I almost would like... Yeah, like you got. I'm going to link this bridge up with the, the Los Angeles oh, one. and, and when the, the, when the like, whoa, whoa, whoa's are like interweaving with the bass line that Mark is doing. Oh, yeah. And then the whoa, whoa's, like they keep going. And then there's like a little harmony added to the whoa, whoa, whoa's that keeps interweaving with the bass line. It's, it's, it's the best. I, <laughs> it's, we haven't, I feel like this is just like a side of Blink that we haven't really fully seen since self-titled. Yeah, I think you're right. Like this does sound like one that would come after that. I yeah, think. I think yeah, I think so too. Like that, I think that fits uh, more than anything that was on neighborhoods or anything like that. Yeah. So I think this is probably one of the first ones to. Yeah. That sounds like what post Untitled album would have sounded like. I yeah, a hundred percent. But we also there was a uh, last weekend Blink played that uh, that show the, at um, March Madness in Phoenix. Yeah. And we we both we didn't catch it live, but we saw it like an hour later. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, um, check it out if you haven't. It's all over. Yeah, YouTube. it's a pretty good show. Yeah, it was cool, and it's uh, it's a bummer. My brother he couldn't get in down there. He couldn't. He couldn't get in because it was just so packed and full. How many people do you think were there? Uh, a lot. Like they were saying on the freeway in Phoenix, like that there was uh, signs saying you know full, don't come in, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I heard like, that turn back now <laughs> that like Blink played around like five or six, and since like two or three, it was full up. Oh something wow, like that. Free shows are ridiculous. Yeah, and Macklemore was they always playing have there. a weird vibe, and Aerosmith was playing that night too at the same thing. So there were just weird things, but it looked like people were having fun at least, and um, it was a little bit stale or like not stale, but. Uh, like stiff. people not going, be a little stiff people, yeah. but, but, uh, Blink played awesome. Yeah. They, they, I thought it was one of the better shows they've done in a while. Like they both, like they definitely were like complaining about the sun in their eyes and stuff, right. but, um, 
but like Skiba looked like he was having fun and uh, is feeling pretty comfortable up there. Like he's not, he's, he used to, when he first started, would just be kind of really still at the microphone yeah. with his guitar. And now he seems like he's running around a little bit. And, yeah. Um, uh, and they were making jokes about Skiba not knowing anything about sports. And yeah. March, is it March Madness? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. March Madness, which uh, on that. if you're not in the U.S. and I know it's a college basketball um, championship. You probably aren't in the U.S. if you're listening here. We have a pretty um, sophisticated international. Uh, it's pretty cool. Place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cheers, we, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, as they say. Uh, hola. But yeah, so they played that, and um, it's a kind of a, it, they they played Arizona like three times in like the last two months. And I'm not living there anymore. Like yeah. it's like ridiculous. You they, left, and they're just like, hmm, where should we go? How about Arizona? Yeah, because they played uh, Tucson like a week before that. Yeah, they played also the. Um, Do you think? Are you thinking about? Are, is golf? Arizona calling? Do you think? You if think I was to go back there, they wouldn't play there for like <laughs> four years. Yeah, but yeah, they. It's uh, Travis. Travis is like, hey guys, I f- I'm feeling better about flying, guys. Like, yeah. let's let's go. We can go anywhere. And they're like, oh, what about Portland? That's like a cool place. <laughs> Yeah, I think they played there four times this year already. Wow, that's what's crazy. That's kind of cool, though. So, uh, I mean, that's 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 neat for for yeah. Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just talking. I think we I don't know if we mentioned on the show. It's just it's like it's a seriously like a four or five hour drive from L.A. Yeah, like which Phoenix, is probably so. like that was my theory on why they're they're doing it. Is it's probably just a good city that. Is easy it brings for Travis a huge to get crowd. To. Yeah, Travis huge can crowd, get there. super reliable, and yeah. it's a that's. I mean, there's a big pop punk scene there. Like, yeah, there is. Yeah, that's a. It's not dissimilar from ha- having grown up in both there and Southern California. It's, it's they're not, really similar. They're like, pretty similar, like Frank yeah. Ocean would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Southern California, <laughs> much like Arizona. No, I mean, in my experience, Southern California was again. You know, I'm biased against emo. Um, Southern California was a little bit more like happy punk, and then the Arizona was a little bit more like that middle America kind of like. Well, we were talking about this the emo screamo. The emo thing. screamo thing like was always in like the um, states that didn't have oceans. Right, like they all popped up around that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was all the, it was all like middle America suburb people. Yeah, that was the only because that was like holy shit. I the biggest problem in my life is this girl doesn't like me, and, and this like, town sucks. This town sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. So that's why I guess it stayed kind of skateboard punk in L.A. And then we had you know Jimmy at World and. Scary kids, scaring kids. It's <laughs> scary, scary kids. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah, I just I, for, I meant to. We should have. I meant to bring that up. We should have brought that up at the beginning of the show. But check that out on YouTube. It's awesome. Yeah, there was also an article that came out today. Yeah, there was. Uh, they interviewed uh, someone. I think I, uh, the name sounded name? familiar. Uh, Hopus. <laughs> it's Mork. Hoppus. Mark Hoppus. <laughs> oh, I think it's Mark Hoppus. Okay. I think it was okay. Mark Hoppus okay. from the bassist and uh, singer from Blink-182. Oh, Blink-182? So he had something to say about the deluxe 
album. Yeah, he did a little. He had a lot it, of things to say. Yeah, about the he basically album. did like a little commentary on each track. Yeah, this was awesome. I, I I don't know about you, but I was really stoked when I saw this mm-hmm. uh, this morning. Um, I sent this to you. So, did you? What were your kind of like a uh, before we de- get into the? We're just kind of going to go by some of these yeah, things. Yeah, I just um, like read it up. Uh, before we do, like, what were your kind of thoughts on this? Like, did you? Were you walking away from this thinking like? I'm more stoked or I'm less stoked. No, I'm or? thinking more stoked. Um, it's almost like the they're still on Spotify, by the way. Those little commentaries on ra- on neighborhoods for each track. Yeah, this it's reminded ca- you of that. Reminded me of that a little bit. It's kind of bummer that we can't. I don't. I haven't heard the songs yet, and they already have these little descriptions. But uh, there's a couple on here that I'm like excited to hear. Yeah. So, well, so the, so the first song is "Parking Lot," and the second one's gonna yeah, what, be what, what's the art? Kerrang? Kerrang. Yeah, Kerrang is a. It's a UK uh, new, um, magazine, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, trying to see the, no, the author of this article. It's the world's biggest selling weekly rock magazine. It says, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a European magazine, right? Um, so so yeah, so the first song is going to be parking lot, and the second song is going to be misery. Uh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? Like, I did. I didn't know. I know the track list has been out for a while, but I haven't really dove into it. So yeah, I guess I just didn't realize that. So that's kind of neat that they released the first two songs. I thought. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. What some of the stuff they say about parking lot is that he. Oh says, yeah. Should we just kind of read the the quote, in case people haven't read this? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's not that long. So what Mark says about parking lot. His parking lot was actually the last song that we wrote in the entire process. We started putting together the deluxe and noticed a lot of songs were down tempo, angry and introspective. We wanted something with a lot of energy. I was thinking about song ideas. <laughs> we wanted something with a lot of energy. I was thinking about song ideas and thought um, how some of the most important moments in your life can happen in a parking lot. Whether it's your first kiss, or break up with a girl, or bang a girl, or you hang out with your friends. I added that yeah, part. Didn't. Hang out with your friends, or even <laughs> receive a call from with the worst or best news of your life. It sprung out of that. I reference a parking lot where we'd skate when Blink first started. So, Ryan, did you just like reveal something about yourself there? Was... I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> uh, so, I think that this song... Uh, does a really good job if they, the intention is to be like oh this is like a fast song we need to pick up the pace guys mm-hmm. this works like yeah, this totally. is a pretty fast song i uh as it's kind of sitting in with me longer the place i find it occupying which would explain your intense love and uh protection of the song <laughs> it reminds me of the party song a lot oh yeah party song is like my favorite blink song yeah or it was my first favorite Blink song, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It was what long-time made me... listeners will know. That was his uh, his baptismal moment <laughs> was the party song. Where I was like, what is this? Yeah, that was the record scratch. <laughs> I was like, who is this band? Because it was so crazy. Yeah, and and I, I feel like this song sits alongside that. Yeah, I can say that. See that? Um, so, uh, so, so Misery is what we're getting into next, and... You know, we both had a lot to say about Misery, mm-hmm. but Mark had something to say himself. <laughs> what did he say? Misery was an idea that we wrote together. John had a melody that we worked around that, John, and we worked around that. Uh, the idea that Misery loves company, that came together quickly in the better part of an afternoon. The better songs fall together really easily. 
If you're working hard trying to make a song happen, it's usually an indication that there's something fundamentally wrong with it in the beginning. There was one song we abandoned because it wasn't working. Mm. Interesting. I think that's a good songwriting tip. I think so too. And people are always like, oh, you know, Mark had some of the best lyrics on Plus 44 because he, you know, overthanked them. And now a Feldman, like, forcing him to do, you know, work quickly is <laughs> as shittier lyrics. But yeah. I totally disagree. Like, it's. I think if anyone is is saying Feldman, whatever part of their, like, critique is, if part of it is Feldman is forcing them to do X, <laughs> like, you can disregard, like, because that's not happening. No. Like, I mean, Mark even made a joke about that. Like, what people were like, why is there none? And I was in the parking lot. He's like, Feldman makes me do it. <laughs> I, and I, th- I feel like weren't even some people like, oh my God, he's making him do it. Like, yeah. John Feldman is not nearly as big a deal as Blink-182 is. <laughs> also, do you think like anyone's gonna tell Travis Barker like yeah. what to do? <laughs> Nobody, not even Mark, and doesn't tell Travis. No, what to do. no. <laughs> so like they are not a band that is going to be like I I I like John Feldman. I do. Yeah. Um. I, I don't mean to like put John Feldman down to be like oh who's bigger John Feldman like <laughs> but like Blink We Two is a like a uh, an institution. <laughs> You know, they're a household name. John Feldman is not a household name. John Feldman is not in a situation, and nor is Blink in a situation where they're going to be sitting with in the studio and just like, well, I guess we'll have to do the non-non-nos. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it, so that's just, it's interesting that he brings that up. And I agree. Like, if it comes together easily and you're not overthinking it, like, I wish I could do that. Like, yeah. it's, and uh, just be able to, like, we we brought this up again, like the Beatles, like how many of those nice little pop songs do they write like in a day? Like yeah. those. Yeah. I mean, I, the Beatles entire career is based on that kind of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Their, their career lasted from 1964 <laughs> to 1969. Yeah. They wrote, so that's five years. Yeah. It's like six years or something. I mean, like they that. did. I mean, no, more, they did shows before that. But. They did more than when, when their major labor album output was more than one per year. Mm-hmm. Like they had like revolver rubber, uh, soul and Sergeant pepper within, within a year, within yeah. like a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, like there's such a thing I think is like creative outbursts mm-hmm. and like, um, that being said, the the idea of, of writing a song and and the song itself coming together quickly is I think different than the recording process of the mm. song and, and what you do with the song. You know, the song is the skeleton, mm-hmm. and that that I think he's he's referencing. That, and that's stuff. what he's referencing. Yeah, and I think he's not talking about like beyond we that, the drums and the this. Yeah, and beyond all that. that, like yeah, maybe maybe there is worth. It is worth it to spend time on like setting up the compressor for the snare and trying to figure out if you want to add in like a second drum track or, you know. I think especially for this, what they're trying to accomplish, what Blink's trying to accomplish as far as songs and as musicians and stuff. Like someone like, uh, I don't know, like Jesse Lacey and Brand New, he's going to like keep throwing away shit and restarting and stuff until he has a perfect thing. Yeah. But I think that. Being rough around the edges is what 
Blink is, is should be. It's yeah. what Blink's all about. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of impulsive attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it continues to come from a, a place that's producing like lyrics that I think are good mm-hmm. is worthwhile to explore. And I think so far these are pretty good lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I think some weird I think, I think the lyrics in Parking Lot of Misery are better than uh most of California. Yeah, I think so too. Uh at least it feels more um fluid and stuff. Uh, the next one though is kind of a, I think this, I think this is going to be potentially just based on the description, like a controversial one. <laughs> yeah. Fans. <laughs> uh, it's called number three is good old days, which I mean, uh, that's like an okay title name, you know, the good old days. Uh, but what Mark said is Travis wanted to write a song. This is interesting. Travis wanted to write a song with what a kind I- of dance hybrid chorus. We were thinking about the keyboard rock of the early 2000s, like the Killers. Something upbeat and a little dancier. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Are we human? <laughs> do you expect it to sound like the Killers? Like super like the Killers? Um, No. I have a feeling it's going to be sort of like um, a sober type song a little bit, but a little bit more key driven. Hmm. And um, hopefully, it's not like the damn rivers, the Weezer song. And if endless summer feels or feels like summer, it feels like summer. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was not. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like that. No, I. I mean, I. We were just talking. Actually, it's crazy about the Killers right before we started recording this. Yeah. And I actually like those first two albums a lot. But. I like the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm kind of expecting to sound like. Actually, that first one, like Jenny was a friend of mine. Mm. Jenny was. There's some a good songs friend. in there. Oh yeah, that that first one is like it's indie rock and roll. Where what's what was like the, the the big that big it was Mr. Brightside first, and the, the first one was that. um uh and she had a boyfriend who looks like a girl. That was the best song. That was, I love that song so much. Yeah, they um. I I think this might sound like that. That's what I'm expecting. That'd be cool. I I actually saw the Killers open up for Jimmy Eat World, like when oh that'd be Jimmy Eat World was a bigger bigger band than Killers were. It was uh it was crazy. That's what made me a fan. So, do you think it's gonna be a song that that uh you're gonna be into? I think I could if it's more like what we're talking about and less like Los Angeles. Do you think it might be kind of Los Angelesy? I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's what's interesting about it is Travis coming together with a song idea and yeah. having like a beat yeah, or something. Same. Yeah, I, I uh, hope, that's what's interesting. About I hope it. that there's. Uh, I, I hope some of his ideas made it into the songwriting. I always like. I just when hope Travis like the words like like the hope like good old days isn't in the chorus. Like I just hope like that's what if what, it's like ironic? What if it's like like okay. a song about the good old days, but it's like clearly the good old days like were not good, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. well so the next song is going to be don't mean anything uh so mark said this the first iteration was so influenced by the police that we had to scrap it and start over it didn't sound like one particular song just the sonic quality of it the guitar sound the way the bass was broken up the drum pattern it was a straight police ripoff and we didn't want to do that so so all we really know about this song is that it is a uh restart reboot of a song that was scrapped because it sounded too much like the police i kind of want to hear that like be oh yeah <laughs> i think that, like the everyone's response to this article like the first thing is like i want to hear that original version that sounds like the police 
That'd be so good. If they could do a deluxe version of the deluxe release, okay, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be a good, like maybe they can do an acoustic. Yeah, uh, I want to hear that. That'd be so cool. Cause like, I love the police. And yeah. Who doesn't love the police? I mean, that's amazing. You know? <laughs> we had a, a slight request from a friend of the show mm. to do a um, good tease. Yeah. Blinks. Uh, if anyone follows me, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll... Well, it was, um, <laughs> Uh, my friend Dave of the show, uh, of the show, Dave, he was like, for people that are like older than 30, could you do like a episode that's about, uh, Blink's influence or, uh, you know, original influences right. for Blink? What, what is the story that led to Blink? Or just like the bands they liked, you know? Yeah. Type of thing. And I was like thinking, I was like going through and I was making a Spotify playlist of like songs and stuff. And I was going through police songs. You made a playlist? Well, it still works. Like I can, I can. So I've been kind of. I was going to say, if you've been following me on Spotify, you may have seen me listen to a lot of uh, the Cure, oh, uh, yeah. like original, <laughs> some of the first Cure albums, and like Descendants and Vandals and New York Dolls. Yeah, I was, I was just going through the Police and, and Vandals and stuff, and yeah. so it was like, I was like, oh, like. The police are the original Blink One Eighty Two, basically in a in a weird way. One of them. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, one of them. The Cure too. I yeah. mean, it's kind of well, yeah, and we'll we'll get into this. Yeah. And this, uh, I think, is a great idea for an episode that we we should do. Yeah, I think so too. So we'll we'll work so do some homework for this one. Yeah, we'll do this and relatively soon. I think like probably not the next one, but mm-hmm. it'll uh, it's in the pipe pipeline. But yeah, that's just funny to see that because I was just listening to some of the like old like 79 um police albums and stuff and i was like yeah this is blank <laughs> yeah well hopefully i i don't know i'm kind of i i'm hoping they don't deviate too far from it i mean well, what do you think this is gonna sound like do you think it's gonna sound nothing like it you know like just something that's completely different maybe no i think maybe they'll probably take it and they're like all right let's just add some distorted guitars <laughs> and stuff to it and make it a little faster or something like that hmm. that's what i'm thinking yeah well, so the, so the next one is "Hey, I'm Sorry," mm-hmm. which you know I don't know if there's much to say about this. It's we've heard it before. I haven't really gone back to it probably because it's not like available anywhere. You I know? haven't. It's been a while since I've have, I've gone back to it, and I'm kind of waiting to just like I want to hear it in the context of like the flow of this this album. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, generally I think Blink albums are pretty well sequenced. So yeah, and they basically he said that he thought that the song um, the songs "Bored to Death" and "Left Alone" were like occupied the same space as him. Right. I'm sorry. So they, which makes sense. It. Like you don't want that many mid tempo songs in your, your comeback album. Mm-hmm. Like that totally sounds kind of cliched. Like, Oh, you're old and yeah. tired. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, it's cool to the hat. It's awesome to have a bunch of songs and you'll pick the best ones. You know, it's, it works out. But yeah, the, the sixth song though is going to be last train home. Last train home is a culmination of a story that john told us john's back in a fictional book i was reading at the time which was about vietnamese soldiers coming to america after the war they were powerful men in their country but got jobs like working in a liquor store or being a cleaner and things like that the story was about how difficult it was for them we sat at john's kitchen table and put that song together i'm fucking stoked for this song ryan sound like a tom like tom would try to write something like this okay here's why not Mark is a uh, well-documented, uh, if you follow any of his social media, he is a voracious reader. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting for years for this to like manifest somehow, and it's his songwriting. <laughs> like, he's reading all these goddamn stories. Like, Jimmy World did it with Invented. Yeah. Like, they read, you know, this book and... Well, it was a lot of... It was like picture poetry, books picture, and stuff. Yeah, he's, he was inspired, Photography. inspired by shit to do <laughs> shit, because he's now he's just like a, you know, rich, middle-aged dude, and what is he going to do? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, Mark has been reading all these cool books, and I... He reads a lot of... Uh, 
nonfiction. Is that what yeah, you're yeah. So uh, kind of like Scott Mosier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of Kevin Smith and Scott <laughs> Mosier fame. <laughs> Scott Mosier fame. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I I'm really excited to see him kind of finally. Um, well, maybe this isn't the first time, but the first time he's overtly drawing inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's a great opportunity to kind of, he's a great songwriter and he's really good at telling stories. And if he can figure out a way to translate some other perspectives into a songwriting, I think that could be like a major breakthrough in Mark Hoppus's like songwriting career, you know, yeah. um, just his, if he could, if he could translate his relatability to other perspectives, um, I think it'd be pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see what comes together with that. Um, you want to go to the next one? Yeah. So the next one is kind of like, sounds like the opposite of that <laughs> wildfire. This is a song Matt and I wrote. And I remember writing the chorus. It came together really quickly during an afternoon at John's studio. John! Yeah. John studio. Poof. <laughs> well, fuck this song. It was John's studio. Uh, the lyrics, there's not a lot of special meaning behind it apart from the idea of starting a wildfire. <laughs> uh, that I have a feeling that's what, when he says that, that means he doesn't want to say what it's about. I think so, too. <laughs> I feel like there's two ways this song could go. This song could be like a, a primarily Matt song that's just like about just going crazy. Uh, or, and, and that there, these things might not be mutually exclusive, um, or something just hyper specific that's immediately obvious what it's about, which is why he's like, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of special meaning behind it. You know, like if it, if it's like specific to the point where wherever it's about, it's like dropping names. This is probably going to be the Trump one that you think that we, they were kind of teasing at. Oh yeah, because if we if you go back, you remember there was a board Travis posted onto his Snapchat, a whiteboard of um just le- uh like written out names that looked like they were probably song titles, some of these some of which are here. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like political song or something. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's really inter- well was Wildfire also on that list. I don't remember if it was. That'd be that'd be I mean, I feel like if Wildfire is not on that list, then that that might do it. You know, that might. I wonder what I could Google to find that picture. Travis Snapchat uh, whiteboard album, maybe. Oh, I found it. Oh wow, that was quick. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good Googler. Uh, Wildfire is listed on here. Oh, it is. So, well, is there any song on there that's that's not? There's pregnant punk, says pregnant punk, six eight corny jokes. I bet punk is parking lot. Um, good old days don't mean anything. Hey, I'm sorry. Wildfire, endless days, bottom of the ocean. Oh, interested to see what that is going to be. Uh, the number eight though is a song called six eight, and uh, this is the strangest song Blink has ever recorded. Hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there. I know you're in the middle of Mark Oppis's quote, but do you really think that, given that fighting the gravity exists? Uh, I don't. I feel like that song's not that weird, but fighting the gravity. Fighting gravity? You don't think so? It's pretty weird, but 
I'm interested to hear this one if it's even weirder than no, that. No, no, I'm just wondering, do you think it's going to be, do you really think it's going to be weirder than that? And if so, like, how weird could that be? <laughs> Maybe he forgot he yeah. wrote Fighting the Gravity. And so, <laughs> He was, it was based on his experience while he was on acid. Yeah. So maybe you just forgot. May, or maybe it's weird as fuck. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for I am weird. too. I'm excited. I remember I'm, saying, saying, this let's is, get weird, Blink. This is up on there with Last Train Home for me that I'm like, yeah, I'm with you there too. Like, let's get weird, Blink. You did California. You did it. And and I wanted you to do it. Now let's get weird. Yeah. It says, it's in 6-8 time. It's very angry. And for me, it's about betrayal. I love the guitars in it. It's aggressive. And it's one of my favorite songs on the deluxe version because of it. Nice. So this is the one I'm most excited for because I'm ready for some weird. I'm ready for some crazy aggressive, guitars. Aggressive. Betrayal. Some fucking. Uh, Do you think it's just going to be like a. Like a scream. Like a fucking death metal screamo you think song. It's going to be a death metal. Like it's 6 8 because it's like in. Uh, uh, it's just like a, a breakdown. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Um, Do you want to go with this next one? Yeah, Long Lost Feeling. This song was written the same day as Last Train Home, and I think that they kind of go along with one another. When you've done two songs in a day, it's very liberating to have so much creativity in the studio. I credit that to John and the environment that he fosters. And this was a fun day at the studio. So he doesn't really say anything about the song other than... Other than it, it sounds like <laughs> this is kind of like a dual uh, duology with uh, Last Train Home. Mm, interesting. Yeah, what do you think about this one? Just going to be probably similar tones probably to him, I bet. Yeah, I mean, this is honestly the one I'm kind of least excited for uh, just because it seemed like the way he talked about it just seemed like the least... I, I don't think it's going to be bad. I, 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 I'm I just not particularly excited about it because he, he didn't really... He didn't come across as excited about it yeah. in this. He Fun just, day in the studio. Yeah, he was like, you know, it was a great day in the studio, but it wasn't about like, oh, this song is great, <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that... Who knows, though? I mean, that could totally be nothing, but I'm just not particularly stoked based on this. Well, this one I'm pretty interested in. 10, Bottom of the Ocean. Uh, we worked on this late at night and wanted to do something that was based around guitar that wasn't based around guitars. So we built it around keyboards. So this this is another but could be controversial. I think this is going to be what I hope is that this is a little curie. A little alwaysy. Yeah, a little alwaysy, a little <laughs> joy division y, a little new order. Maybe not joy division, but like new order, you know. <laughs> Uh, maybe some Daft Punk even, you know, I mean, Skiba, if you ever listen to his, um, solo demos that he's, he's put out, they're super cure Mm -hmm. and like mid cure, like, like the forest cure, um, pornography, faith, that kind of era. And Mark Hoppus is totally into that as well. So if they're going to do some keyboard driven music, I'm hoping they're drawing from, that kind of '80s goth influence that they have, and I think not, that'd be awesome. Not particularly drawing from the EDM, mm-hmm. you know. That's cool if there's some elements of that, but I want. I'm hoping that they're primarily me too from those. Yeah, 80s I influences. think I think that'd be because yeah. they have them, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a thing they're into. So I I hope I think that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really hope so too. I hope it go. It's going that direction, and I would love for them just to go that direction totally if they. Wanted to. <laughs> I hope they just become New Order. <laughs> Not New Order. More uh, more cured 
Joy Division y than yeah. I mean, not we'll, we'll get into this in the influences, but yeah, they're uh, they're really similar to the Cure, I think. Uh, number eleven, can't get you more pregnant. Now that's a song title. John and I were joking around one day after we'd written the not entirely serious songs built this pool in Bohemian Rhapsody. We we all know they're really serious. Which appear in California. Yeah, actually super serious. Uh, Over coffee, he asked if I had any more joke ideas, and I mentioned this title. (laughs) We spent all of two minutes writing it, and it shows. Now, getting like the crowd pregnant is definitely a Tom DeLong joke, right? He was always saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm you're hoping, all gonna be pregnant when you leave." Here. I'm hoping this is like a song about like him being a dad, and just like, <laughs> like get you more, pregnant. just like his wife is like, I don't know, like if it's kind of a riff on like the domestic, uh, I don't know, the idea of a relationship between like a, a husband and a wife, or just like a, a guy and a woman who are like having a kid and like the woman is like doing all the work and the guy's just like, hey, you know, like, I can't get you more pregnant. I thought you were going to go to like a serious, like, <laughs> oh, like, no. disc- like just thoughtful uh, meaning of the song. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I just like, I like the idea that like in the same way that Mark Hoppus irreverently drew from, uh, his teenage subject matter and his music. <laughs> like, why not do the same thing for his 45 year old? Yeah. Life, why not? Know? Like the same kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I only want one kid. Like built this, built break. this pool is a perfect example of that. You know, no one, he's not going to be singing about building a pool when he's 25, you know, no, who can afford a pool when they're 25, <laughs> but he's now, he's like a famous guy. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to build a pool <laughs> <laughs> just for the express purpose of seeing naked dudes. Like that's how f- successful I am. You know, <laughs> like that's what that song I think is really about. It's kind of like a self affirmation. Like it's I'm like, doing pretty here well. I am. This is how well I am. I, I can. Yeah. The, just to see naked men. I know Google exists, mm-hmm. um, but but in real life, it's something different. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't. It's you just can't look away. And the most reasonable decision that I've come to is that for me to just construct a pool. <laughs> Art. It is. It is like it'll go down. It'll be in. Um, the Library of Congress will set that side. <laughs> Library of Congress. That, that, yeah, that song it still exists. <laughs> what is the... Yeah, it still exists. Um, so the, the last one on here is the Board to Death Acoustic um, repurposing that uh, they did. So th- th- what he said is when we first released California, we gave an acoustic performance in Kingston for Banquet Records. We recorded it, and this is what you'll hear. It's something we hadn't done before. We played the day we landed, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a really good uh, version of the song. They played a little bit lower uh, yeah. key and stuff. And I was hanging out with someone um, when that like popped up on the internet, uh, who's not a Blink fan, and I played it on my computer, and she was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, I I like didn't <laughs> tell her, you know, because it was just like it was bored to death, uh, and it was acoustic, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you've never heard this, you know. And she was like, it sounds like some kind of is that like the shins or something." <laughs> And I was like, no, no, it's not the shins. And she was, and she was like, they have like a kind of like Simon Garfunkel-y vibe with their voices. And I was like, no. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, it's Blink-22. And she was like, no. 
And she was like, the first thing is she was like, what about the guy with like the, where are you? I was like, well, you know, Alkaline Trio. And yeah, so. yeah, there's a whole long story about but it. But anyway, yeah, I think. He fights that, aliens now. He fights aliens now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it later. But so, uh, yeah, I think that um, this worked out well. And No, and I think that was a really good version. It's, I, I, I really enjoy. I thought it was like Simon and Garfunkel. It was awesome. And I'm stoked to hear like a nice clean recording of it. Yeah. I hope it sounds nice. I'm, I'm fine if they do some little studio trickery with it and just. Make yeah, I'm it sure they, they show they master it and stuff. Yeah, make it sound all nice. Polish it. That's yeah, gonna be cool because it's like you don't really have any of those tracks that come up on random for when you're listening to just like blink on random on Spotify. Like it's just nice every once in a while to hear a little, a little coaster. While we close the book on that, yes, uh, I think it might be time to check up to the stars uh, to our friend. <laughs> What's he up to? He used to play guitar and sing for Blink-182, but he wanted to move on and do something new. Now he's writing books about a government conspiracy, questioning the notions about our reality. We just want to know, what's up with Tom? So Tom has been written about in the Washington Post. This is a real newspaper. (laughs) They still have those? I thought Trump said they were all fake. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're fake news, but... (laughs) Uh, I mean, okay, so you got like the, your New York Times, the LA Times, is the I mean the Washington Post. Like, what are the other big New York or the big big New York big uh, big American like papers of record? Is uh, it's usually those three, really? Uh, yeah. So this is as big as it gets. Mm-hmm. It's like Boston Globe, nah, maybe not. I don't know. I think this is bigger than Boston. I mean, maybe I don't know, but well, in any case, uh, this newspaper of record. Uh, Specifically, Ben Guarino, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, at the newspaper, wrote an article titled, Tom DeLonge Defined Pop Punk with Blink-182. He left stardom to study aliens. (laughs) Fake news. True. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's it's kind of just a profile of Tom, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like. Which is interesting, yeah. It doesn't really take... A it certainly doesn't take a mocking angle, but it does not take a, a, a believing him angle. I didn't think. Have you read this? Um, I did. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't just read it now, but I did read it when it popped up on my uh, yeah Apple News shit. <laughs> <laughs> it popped up in your Apple News. I think it did. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, it was kind of like um. Yeah, just kind of said, like, this is what they did with Blink-182, and these are the songs they did, and the hits, and it kind of spawned a lot of stuff. And, right. And now he decided to leave and is pursuing his alien shit. And what's interesting is it sounds like there was a new interview done, and mm. there's some interesting stuff that, that, that Tom says. Oh, I remember this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's He's been talking a lot about cargo cults. Um. And this idea, I don't know where he's going. He's he's kind of saying like aliens, like we are cargo cults. I guess the idea of a cargo cult and uh, Tom DeLonge's words are, uh, you know, I don't know anything about it beyond what Tom DeLonge has said. So I'm not, I'm just not, I don't want to say this is true or not. But this idea that things were in World War II, American planes would drop off things in islands that were like unpopulated, kind of like uncontacted tribes, and that they would see these items and assume they were like from gods. Yeah. It sounds like this definitely happened once. This is uh 
cargo cult in the Malaysian islands, a system of belief based around the expected arrival of ancestral spirits and ships bringing cargoes of food and other goods. And so Tom is on this great, great find, great pull, by the way, real, real fast on that. Um, really fast on those internet stuff. I, I just, I don't know what my deal. I just, the one. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> whoa uh yeah so so tom is kind of on this thing that like we are cargo cult like mm. and that is how um we interpret religion he seems to be kind of big on now that religion is all aliens <laughs> um which is new i think for a, a little bit yeah he this keeps saying about really... his new thing he has to tell the public yeah it's secret. i think it might be it so um there's a, here's a quote from him kind of talking about both. Um, it, it's a quote where he starts talking about the cargo cults and then dovetails into religion. So John, uh, John being the, um, the cargo cults, like that was just the American guy. Mm. John, pro- you know, John promised he'd bring pl- uh, plane loads and ship loads of cargo to us from America. If we prayed to him, one villager elder told the Smithsonian magazine, who visited the island in 2006. Radios, TVs, trucks, boats, watches, icebox, medicine, Coca-Cola, and many wonderful things. Similar events happened on an interplanetary scale, DeLon said. Whether it is Joseph Smith meeting an angel and forming the Mormon religion, or it's the star of Bethlehem, or light hovering over a manger, he said. What happens is, People see these things and they create religions off of them. We wanted to say, well, hey, we are all some form of cargo cult. The question is, why? <laughs> and is that was like the next, the next set, sentence to give you a kind of tone of the article. Delange's book will not convince any skeptics about the reality of aliens. Sufficient as of evidence already exists, DeLons told the Post, citing the scale of the universe. And I'm with him here. There are trillions of galaxies, there are trillions of planets, and we go, are we alone? I think the the question, though, is like, well, have they come here? And that's, <laughs> that's, I think, the thing. Um, anyway, so it's it's a good article. I I, I think it's an in, it's it's not at all like a, a hit piece or anything. Mm. Um, and it's not it's more just like check out what this guy is up to. Yeah, and I didn't think it came across as exploitative, but I think it was just like this is kind of interesting. Do you think it was in print or just on the website? I don't know. If anyone there subscribes to the print edition of the Washington Post, let us know if you saw this. Cut that up. shit out. Yeah, please. Oh my god, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool for the the wall for the scrapbook. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we should probably head back down to Earth. Yeah, Tom seems like he's, uh, you know, up to his old shenanigans. and He's getting written about in the Washington Post, so he's doing fine. Yeah, he's at least, you know, that's that's real shit. His name's in print. <laughs> A new phone book's here. A new phone book's here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's doing pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we should wrap it up here. So, um, we like we said, we've been, you know, playing bands at the end of each episode of the show. And this week, um, I actually reached out to a Brazilian Blink-22 cover band called Blinkers 182. And uh, they have... Great. Yeah. Great band name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they have tons of videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. They're all so good. Do you have their Blink channel... Uh, their Blink channel. Their YouTube channel uh, um, ready, by the way? I do. Oh, shoot. 
Um, I know it's like Blinkers 182 Brazil. If you look that up or just Blinkers 182, their, their stuff pulls up. I think as far as like blink covers go, like they're some of my favorites that I've seen. Well, just like they're, they're just doing so, uh, just like true to form and stuff. It's and so the, cool. They have all the instruments and everything. Yeah, they like, have all the gear and the instruments and they're like kind of like in it to win it. <laughs> like I'm guessing, you know, they probably don't get, I mean, if blink has ever played Brazil, like it, if, or yeah, unless they have, I don't think blink has ever played played like, brazil this is the closest thing you can get to it really yeah. <laughs> and uh these guys I hope are they great. do i hope they, I hope they do like that. they play like you know plus 44 songs there's angels and airwave songs That's awesome so check them out the good um, ones good so ones. he uh they told me over instagram that they're releasing um an m&m's cover i think tomorrow after we record this or sometimes this week nice. and then they're doing um board the death later this week but it seems like they're like every week they're putting out like a new song and they're like professionally recorded it's not like some bullshit wow. so um and they yeah they they're doing they're doing some i'd cool love shit. to hear like what their kind of like story is with like how they you know how, how they kind of what are they doing that they're able to kind of like set aside this time and yeah and how what's their sort of like goals with this yeah for sure and it's cool like it's yeah it's it's just it's awesome to see how far like blink reaches what is out and what's stuff. so cool to me about some of the videos they have is like one like aside from the fact it's just like these incredibly spot-on covers of blink mm-hmm. and, and just seems like obvious like love is in there um is like the crowd reaction the crowd is like so into it mm-hmm. and and that you know that to just see crowd reactions like that not just for blink but like the cover for band. A blink cover band is so cool <laughs> yeah so yeah so we're gonna close out the show with one of their songs or one of their covers at least and uh hope you enjoy that but um but yeah so go ahead we uh like we said in per- earlier episodes we've had put out an instagram and a twitter and uh they're all 182 podcast is the 182 podcast. <laughs> it's our Facebook's on there. Um, if you haven't yet, write us an iTunes review. Those oh, are, yeah, we love those. <laughs> those are always fun to read. We'll read them on the show if you do it. Uh, and also, iTunes reviews are like hot commodities. You know, like, yeah. that's the shit. Like, if, that's yeah, if, if you're sitting there thinking like, I love this show. How can I help out? Like the iTunes reviews, <laughs> I think the best way to do it. Just because like, like if you... You know, we're trying to get it so we type in Blink Twenty Two podcast and it pops up. So, yeah. try, you know, they need more more shit like that. <laughs> Just we're begging. We're not we're not trying to beg, but uh, I'm begging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and if you have any uh, you know questions or stories or whatever, one eighty two podcast at gmail dot com is our email. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it's always fun. And uh, we'll you know we'll read your uh, letter on the mailbag uh, segment. Hmm. Um, so it sounds like there, there's a lot people had to take in. You got our thoughts on misery and the whole deal with like a new album. We, we know like all these songs. I think I want to go on a walk. Is there anything I should do, uh, before I, I leave? Put your pants back on.
so bad.